We pull out our dicks, you get on your knees. It's time for another edition of NXT Revisited, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Jason. You might notice that I am sliding into the big host chair this week. Troy is off on assignment, and by off on assignment, I mean watching his bucks get their poo pushed in by the Toronto Raptors. But... I am not flying solo for this edition of NXT because the man with no tan is back for another edition of NXT Revisited. Please welcome my co-host on this flight, Ginger. What's up, Ginger? Hola, pupils. What's going on? Um, here to take over for Troy again. God, guy is just getting out of control. I'm doing this. All I'm doing that. Off. All these days off. <laughs> Uh, who who they used to uh, Darren Young used to cut his gimmick was no Mister no days off. Yeah, Troy's like the reverse now. No, I'm just kidding. Troy. Mister Pop days <laughs> off. Although Troy broke his cardinal rule and worked over the weekend to record the uh, ladies' night special, of which I know your wife was a part, my wife was a part, Troy's wife. Fantastic podcast, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on this very feed. If you have not heard it, go back and listen to it. Uh, I, I, you know, our wives were great, Ginger, but I dare say Troy's wife, Kathy, stole the show. Yeah, absolutely. She, and it was funny because, uh, the longer the show went, the more drunk she got, and it was just hilarious. Oh, it was fantastic. And I <laughs> happened to be able to watch the live feed because of my Skype and my iPad <laughs> had the call on it. So I was able to pop in, mute my microphone, and just watch the live show. And it was <sighs> fantastic. Um, so yeah, go check that out. We are getting set to begin the all uh, hottest male tournament in WWE. So the ladies helped us out and gave us their opinions. And uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, there'll be links up starting tomorrow night so you can give your opinion on that sort of thing. But more on that a little bit later. We are not here to talk hot men right now. We are here to, t- well, I guess maybe maybe some, some people might, uh, I suppose. But we are here to talk about wrestling action in the form of NXT. This week's episode kicks off with Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness at the broadcast booth, and they announced the sad news that Percy Watson has died. <laughs> well, at least for purposes future of this endeavored. show. At least for purposes of this show. Uh, he's off pursuing other interests, and I think we all know what that really means. But un- <laughs> <laughs> instead of doing the perfect easy thing, that would have made the broadcast even better and just going to their classic two-man booth like wrestling announcers for decades did. Uh, Of course, we have to have a third person, and it has to be representative of a uh, different group than white guys who we already have two of. So our newest third voice in the NXT broadcast booth is introduced, and it is Beth Phoenix, and my first question, Ginger, right off the bat, is how long do we go before we get Best Phoenix versus Shayna Baszler? Give or take two months. Yeah, it's definitely coming. I mean, Shayna's oh, doing yeah. the bully thing. Best stands up to the bully. It's it's gotta happen. It just it's too obvious. It's too easy, uh, and it's it's perfect for that scenario. So I, my guess is it happens. Like you said. Sooner rather than later, because I don't know. Oh how, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know how much longer Shane is going to be down here in NXT, but watch if Shane were to drop that title 
and sort of get into an altercation as she's leaving the broadcast booth, or she's sort of famous for trying to take over the broadcast booth at, at mm-hmm. random times. And if she tries to do that with Beth, I think that's the perfect opening to set that up. I do think yep. it's going to happen. But on to the action, in air quotes, of this week's episode. We start with the War Viking Raider experience as they make their way out, this time labeled on NXT as the Viking Raiders. Uh, Eric and Ivar, they come out. I don't. Maybe it was just my feed on the network, Ginger. Did Hanson's promo get cut on you in a random spot? Not, not that I recall. Okay, it must have been just my feed, and it seemed weird because it was like a jump cut. But um, Hanson started talking, <laughs> blah blah blah. We're raiding Raw. Boom! Cut to him finishing a sentence that I couldn't even make out, and then it's oh yeah, no. Okay, that and then starts with Roe. Uh, Roe says they're they're going to continue raiding Raw, and there is nobody in NXT that can beat them. They call out William Regal. And he makes his return. The first time we've seen him, I think, live in front of the NXT audience in quite a while. Uh, it was a good, sign, good sight to see him come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders say that nobody in this roster can beat them. They know that. They're off to Raw, and they are going to relinquish the NXT Tag Team titles. This, be, this is met with a chorus of very loud boos from the audience at Full Sail, which goes away as the music of the Street Profits hits. They come out, what about the fucking ovation the Street Profits got here? Big old pop for them. And I don't know if it's if it's that they're, well, I guess at the moment I could sit there and say, I didn't know if they were, it was that they were super over, or if the fans were just so against the idea of the tag titles being relinquished that they wanted a match to prove, you know, to, to sort of turn the titles over. Um, and maybe some combination of the two, I don't know. Uh-huh. In in my opinion, it seemed like they were happy to see them. Yeah, and, and I think that would be borne out later. I, I took that note later, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Street Profits come out. Uh, I, I have here best reaction I've heard them get. That, that pop was probably the loudest they've ever gotten in NXT, and, and mm-hmm. good for them. I mean, they've, they've spent a lot of time building themselves to this point. Uh, Montez gets on the mic and says that they're not afraid of the Viking Raiders, that they know they can beat them, and moreover, the Viking Raiders know that the Street Profits can beat them, and that they want a shot at the titles. And then they say... Go ahead. Before we get to that part, the only thing that I didn't like about that is they they made it seem like they had beaten them before. Uh, They haven't, correct? No, no, he said we came this close to beating you. Okay, I must have misheard it because I thought he said that you know that we can beat you, but in reality they lost that. Match. Well, no, no, he's saying you know we you know we can beat you, not that we did beat you. Well, still, I mean, you didn't they, win, you, so no, but they came that close that you know it's yeah, okay, they, they weren't All dominated, right. you know, that's, that's which that match was top notch. Yeah, it really was. This one, well, more on that later. So. <laughs> then we got easily the line of the night as angelo dawkins says viking raiders and pauses before saying if that is your real name (laughs) that got a great reaction from the crowd uh and i love and you sort of wonder we talked we're going to talk tomorrow on the on the main show um about sort of the tension uh in the backstage area in wwe and you sort of wonder you hear lines like this and you sort of wonder if this is like hunter taking a little bit of a veiled shot at vince 
I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's uh, we talked. We've talked in the past about how Vince is sort of speaking to the fans through Sami Zayn's character. This came across to me as Triple H speaking to Vince through the Street Profits. But <laughs> I maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know, but I definitely came across that way to me. Hey, two two people that watched it took it that way. So there you go. And to two people that are never cynical about the world wrestling <laughs> at all. Um, so the uh, Raiders tell Regal to make the match that they're accepting for the tag titles. And Regal says, well, I, you pretty much pull my strings. So, yeah, I'll make the match because, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, yes, Regal makes the match for later in the night. Tag titles on the line. It is going to be the Street Profits challenging the Viking Raiders. I'm expecting a barn burner at this point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I, I was I was uh, pretty excited pretty excited once they announced it. You know, it's like I said a few minutes ago. You know, the, their last match was really good, and yeah. where this the way things are leading, you're like, oh well, you know where this is going. Yeah. But again, back to we'll talk about that later. Yeah. And uh, you said last, last time you filled in for Troy, you said you weren't a regular watcher of NXT, but the, mm-hmm. the show was so good you were going to probably start to become a regular viewer. Has that been the case? Have you found yourself um, more? I, I didn't get the chance to watch last week, and oh. two weeks ago was the episode that I believe I'd covered, so okay. I missed back, last week. But Go back and watch Matt Riddle and Adam Cole from last week. That's all I'm saying. Yes, okay. Okay, speaking of which, we now go to a recap of last week's main event between Matt Riddle and Adam Cole. Uh, we then show some extra footage from WWE.com of Cole and Roderick Strong getting into it in the back. Pretty edgy stuff. They called him a bitch. I know. love this because I, I feel like this is another jab at Vince in a way. Oh, okay. I didn't get that, so I'm interested to see I, I kind of took it that way because it almost reminded me of the way promos were back in the Attitude Era. Sure. Because Fair of enough. swearing and such like that. So, And it, it's... Kind of like showing that this is what people want, and this is how you do it. Right. I don't know. I, I again, I to take it from you. I don't know if I'm reading into that, but that, that's how I kind of took that promo. Okay. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it could be. It was definitely good, and and I would probably agree with you more if that was something that had aired on the proper show rather than just being a web exclusive kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know. Who who knows in this crazy world of what But I mean they still showed it, you know what I mean? Sure. So Fair point, fair point. So we cut to current time at least in terms of the taping schedule and Kathy Kelly is backstage with the undisputed era minus Roderick Strong. Uh says there's some questions as to who the leader of undisputed era is. Cole says there is no question who the leader is of the undisputed era. While this promo's going on, you see people sort of rushing around in the back like there's some sort of chaotic scene going on. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to Johnny Gargano so that we know that he had nothing to fucking do with it. <laughs> um, as the promo continues, as Cole sort of looks back at the people running and then continues on his promo, uh, Roderick comes up and says they are stronger together and that he went and took care of Adam Cole's Matt Riddle problem before handing him a flip-flop. A bloody flip-flop. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Blood. Um, this was interesting. Uh, I don't know how, to, I don't know if this was sort of subterfuge to a larger angle where Roddy is going to eventually turn on Cole and he's sort of playing the game here, or if this was, you know, we had sort of a plan and we shifted and we're going to do something else now. So the breakup thing isn't going to happen because we've seen both 
we've seen this kind of thing a lot in WWE program, you know, most notably recently with Sasha and Bailey, where there was a big turn, a big brawl, and then they just went, oh, okay, well, you know, we went to counseling and now we're good. Um, so I don't know what this was. This That's not typically NXT style to drop something like that. But again, we're talking about something from the former tapings and now something from the new tapings. So it's entirely possible that in between those tapings, they did shift sort of their ideas. Um, yeah, I, I think I see where this is going. Um, I think it's going to end up being a double cross and it's just going to, it's going to end up being Roddy Gargano and Riddle against the undisputed era. Okay. Well, we do, we did find out later what the main event of takeover 25 is going to be, but we'll get to that in just a little bit as (laughs) well. Uh, so we then go back to the ringside area and we get Caesar Bononi. Or Caesar Baloney. <laughs> uh, they make a big deal out of this guy and, and talk about his team with Adrian Jowd. Um, he's put together. He's big. He looks like a yeah. guy Vince would love. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of a guy who looks who does not look like a guy Vince would love, out next <laughs> is Limitless Keith Lee, who they say is rapping his own theme song. I didn't know that was him on the vocals, but. Interesting. What, I, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard Nigel say. That he's nothing can limit him, including rapping his own theme song. So, huh. interesting. Uh, Troy and I talked. We liked his original theme song a little bit more, but this was fine. Uh, this was pretty much your welcome back squash match. There was nothing of too much consequence here. Keith Lee eventually wins with the spirit bomb. Um, the thing I did find interesting was that they sort of made a point to talk about his rivalry with Dominic Dijakovic, mm-hmm. which we sort of thought was over as they had started to build the Velveteen Dream angle with Dijak. Obviously now Dijak on the shelf after, I believe, his knee surgery, so we certainly yep. wish the big man well uh, yep. as he recovers. But uh, So it sort of makes you wonder if when, when uh, Dijak does come back, if he's going to jump headfirst back into this program with Keith Lee. And to be honest with you, I hope he does, because that first match was fantastic, and I'm yep. really looking forward to a, to a future program. Yeah. Um, this, this, yeah, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it continued. Um, yeah, the, the match itself was, it was, like you said, it was, it was the Welcome Back-esque kind of, I wouldn't say jobber match, Cause, no, because NXT doesn't really do jobber matches. Like their, yeah. their enhancement guys always get stuff in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean, Baloney did a few things. I mean, <laughs> it looked all right. Um, so I, it was okay. Uh, one thing I did like was Keith Lee's pounce. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you, you keep um, yelling yeah. out Baloney, but that—that's we already talked about the male tournament that starts tomorrow. Oh, yeah. damn! Wrong subject. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a day early. Virginia. Roll baloney, brother. Jesus Christ. Have you, have you been sneaking into my DMs, sliding into my DMs again? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we go to a recap of Io Shirai attacking Shayna Baszler from behind at the PC. Because, again, face. Then we cut back to Kathy Kelly, who got a lot of run on this week's episode. Looking yeah. fantastic. Looking like a snack, by the way. Good on her, Kathy Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I believe still still banging Finn Balor, so good on Finn, too. Anyway, uh, Kathy Kelly is... An, how, how many women would hate Kathy Kelly if that like relationship became sort of general public knowledge? She'd become like public enemy number one. Oh, yeah. She'd have just, a target on her back. <laughs> just based on our Ladies' Night show alone, I can tell you. A target on her back and a target on her face. Absolutely. 
Leave it to Ginger to take it there. Anyway, <laughs> so she is outside of Regal's office, and she says, Regal just told her. Now, why is Regal fucking conveying messages to her? We've seen Regal on the fucking show. He was in the ring with a goddamn microphone in his hand. If he had an announcement to make, why the fuck didn't he make it there? But no, Regal's sitting in the back going, you know, I got something to say. Where's Tits McGee? I want to get her in here to fucking tell my, spread my seed and my word for me. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> ah, I thought about that too. I was like, wait, she's standing out front of his office, but yet doesn't have him come out to tell the people the announcement. No, nope. no. The nope. big announcement, and for what it's worth, is not really a shocker or a surprise. Uh, Shayna Baszler is going to defend the NXT Women's Title against Io Shirai at Takeover 25, and we're going to get into predictions in a couple weeks, but. Uh, that's a match I'm looking forward to seeing, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, as she's making this announcement, the Forgotten Sons start storming into Regal's office. Uh, she stops to ask them if they're going to watch tonight's main event. No, just kidding. Uh, she asks them what they want in Regal's office, and they say, Is your name Regal? Doesn't fucking matter, and walk past her. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, basically what they did. <laughs> eh, for all intents and purposes. No, they say uh, they want in on the tag title match that the shot should be theirs. They took down the Viking Raiders last week, and they deserve a shot. And if they're not in it, they're going to make sure they're in it. Basically was the upshot of what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, would that come to fruition? Stay tuned. Uh, what did you think of this segment backstage, besides uh, the weirdness of Regal not making his own announcement? <laughs> um, it was okay. Um, I don't mind seeing her, uh, but... I don't know. I almost feel like the Forgotten Sons have go-away heat with me. I just don't want to blah, you know, so. Well, that is a beautiful transition. It's interesting that you use the phrase go-away heat because out next, the finest of NXT, Kona Reeves. And um, here's the thing. And I, I think I've said this on the show before, and I, 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 you weren't on, so I'll get your impression too. There is something there with Kona Reeves, like there, there's there's a presence about this guy. There's sort of a gravitas to him. Like I think he could be something. There's just something missing in the character and the presentation. Um, I, I don't know what that is, but I do feel like this guy could be a player. Yes. Um, get rid of the airbrush gimmick, though. Awful. Mm. Don't do that. Airbrush is a symbol of I don't really care, I feel like. Um, I don't know. That, that's, that's my take on it. I've had past experiences where all airbrush people are douchebags. That's <laughs> my Half take the on that. Half women in WWE are airbrushed, Ginger. Give them a break. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I agree. He's got something. I don't know what it. Uh, this is my first time personally seeing him wrestle. Okay, it's it's there, but it is missing something, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah, same here. Uh, he's got a good look. Yeah. Um, it might it might be the gimmick. It could be. I and I think if you're gonna go full bore with this finest gimmick, you really got to go mm-hmm. over the top with it. And I don't feel like yeah. they're they're as as ridiculous over the top with it as they should be if they want it to work. Yeah, they're half-assing yeah, it kind of. Exactly. Anyway, out next, the man from Japan, Kushida, makes his second appearance in on the NXT program. 
Um, I know when Kushida came over from Japan, I was very excited at the signing. Uh, I, at that very night, that I said, I cannot fucking wait to see this guy in the ring with Kona Reeves. So good on NXT for delivering this match right off the bat. Yeah. Um, uh, I love his uh, entrance. Yeah, I think great, it's great entrance, absolutely great. awesome. It's just remarkable. Yeah, great reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. This is this is a huge part of me, and and I don't know. Not many people will end it, will will get this reference, but I really want to see Pat Doyle's reaction to Kushida. Um, anyway, for those of you who know, you know. For those of you who don't, don't worry about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> Kona Reeves for the first time debuting this sort of baggy pants look that he he had tonight. Those those sort of black pleather kind of things mm-hmm. that he was wearing. I don't know about you, but with that and the sort of scraggly blonde hair reminded me a lot of Jerry Lynn. Like, that was the thing that kept popping in my head as I was watching this match. Okay. I, I can see that. I, I don't know. I just I, I kept looking at that, and that's all I could see. Um, at a random point in this match, Drew Gulak shows up on the ramp to sort of watch and exchanges some, some glances with Kushida. So I don't know if there's some history there we're going to play on later. Um, yeah, it was, I, at first I didn't even recognize Gulak. Yeah. Um, cause I have, I don't watch Hurry Up, or I don't watch, um, 205, so, right. but, uh, I was like, who's that? And then they said Drew Gulak, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's Gulak. Not in gear. Well, <laughs> but, no, um, <laughs> no, nobody watches 205 Live. They just tune in to Hurry Up and Cruiserweight on this here Rundown Wrestling Network. And if you caught, I almost said, hurry up and cruise away. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get better with the plugs here, Ginger. Jesus Christ. Oh, God, it's awful. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, filling in for Jeff once again this week, Adam. So we want to thank him for picking up the slack. And, thanks, buddy. Uh, getting that up there. So you should check that out tomorrow as well. Um, yeah, it was kind of random. But at the same time, maybe it's somebody that uh, Trips sees potential in and is going to take advantage of it. Yeah, and it's nice to see him get a chance to do something outside of 205 <laughs> Live where people can actually sort of see him. Um, and Gulak's a, a natural sort of fit in NXT. He, he seems to be like that old-school type of wrestler, and that's what NXT sort of does best is that old-school um, indie wrestling feel, like with a bigger mm-hmm. stage. I think is always the best way I describe NXT. Anyway, uh, to start off, this thing seemed a little clunky. Um <laughs> Yeah, a little hiccupy. Yeah, it didn't seem to be a lot of chemistry between these two early on, and we sort of said that with uh, Kushida's match with uh, Cassius Ono two weeks ago as well, or three weeks ago, whenever it was. Um, but it did certainly pick up later on. Uh, at one point, we get the crowd with a loud Kona Sucks chant. Hard to argue with. Uh, <laughs> then Kona gets a near fall off of a vertical suplex, and I want someone to use that as a finisher. I just, like, it's one of those things. Like, I always have this thing. Like, there's so many moves that I just want to see used as a finish just to sell. Like, the su- vertical suplex is always one. I want someone to tap out to an arm ringer someday. Yeah. Just because. Just because. Like, just because. Like, the crowd would not fucking believe what they just, they just saw. Be, their jaws would hit the floor. Absolutely. It would be tremendous. I absolutely need to see that at some point. I'm surprised some, you know... Shit, shit, Indy hasn't done that yet because that would be just awesome. That would certainly get them some views on Twitter. And so, mm-hmm. but in any event, uh, we did start to pick up this match at one point. Kushida hits his cartwheel into a basement drop kick. We have the he gets the hoverboard lock in. 
Uh, Kushida hits a handspring kick off the rope. Loved it. That was tremendous. That was beautifully mm-hmm. done. The timing that has to has to work on that is really <sighs> impressive for both guys. Yeah, um, that's one thing that I was impressed with, Kona, like you said. Um, the the timing on that for both men is, it's going to be, because if one slight miscommunication on that, things can go really bad. Absolutely. And after that handspring, Kushida does a dive from the top <sighs> right to the floor. Uh, and murders <laughs> Kona. <laughs> Just completely squishes him. And Little stiffy. <laughs> but... Hey, as long as you protect the guy coming down, and as long as you're okay, he's probably going to have a nice bruise on his leg after that, but I think he'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We then go back into the ring where Kushida gets locked, the hoverboard lock, gets it in, and gets the tap, and the win continues a little bit of a stare down with Gulak, and that's going to do it for this one. what are your th- have you seen Kushida wrestle before? Were you, did you follow him in New Japan at all, or was this your first exposure to him? This is my first exposure. And what were your thoughts? Um, the, I mean, the beginning, it was kind of both guys, but after that, everything looked pretty good. Uh, he definitely looks pretty smooth and comfortable in a wrestling ring, so yeah. that's definitely a plus. Um, yeah, I liked him. Um, I think the entrance is, like, I don't know, it sounds stupid. The entrance is fucking fantastic. I can't get over how awesome it is. Well, we're all sci-fi nerds, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, overall, uh, I like them. Yeah, I, I do sort of wonder how, over the long haul, this sort of Back to the Future gimmick will play with this crowd. I guess we'll, it'll probably work with the NXT crowd. I don't think it'll work mm-hmm. on the main roster with Vince, for sure. Um, but it's something that the American crowd that's followed him from Ring of Honor, uh, they know it well enough, so I don't think it'll be an issue for him in NXT. Um we now go back to the locker room once again because Bianca Belair did, did she have Kathy Kelly too was I I think Kathy Kelly was there right was she dragging her with her yes yep. yeah because Kathy Kelly had to be in every segment tonight again looking like a snack so I'm not arguing. don't mind no not a problem um, she grabs her to take her drag her into Regal's office basically saying I want my title shot I'm gonna talk to him because I'm undefeated and fuck off <laughs> fuck off with this undefeated thing seriously like i've made a joke about it on the show just sort of hoping eventually it would go away but at this point i'm just like fuck off seriously (laughs) i never thought i heard you say that no (laughs) fuck no um anyway oh god damn as she turns the corner she runs in to mia yim who is just randomly standing there uh they then proceed to awkwardly try to street talk each other into submission <laughs> did you catch this like yeah well i ain't done with you oh yeah well you ain't even close to getting done with me you know what i'm saying like this was like awful like, <sighs> i mean i'm all for a little trash talk but this was so fucking just uh, Ugh, it's so disastrous. Fierce. So forced, so bad, and and me is me is better than this. I've heard Mia cut much better promos than this. Um, anyway, it was just they're both trying to out bad girl each other, and it was just awful. Uh, yeah. anyway, Bianca accuses Mia of talking to Regal and trying to steal her match with Shayna. Mia says she wasn't asking for a match with Shayna; she was asking for a match with Bianca. Bianca basically blows it off and says she's going to go talk to Regal about her title match. Clearly. 
Couldn't Kathy Kelly have saved her some time by just saying, hey, I uh, made an announcement on behalf of Mr. Regal earlier that there was a women's title match to take over already. <laughs> well, apparently she got the message, but uh, was very upset. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, we, <laughs> we go back to the back segment again, where some random disembodied male and not Kathy Kelly is interviewing Johnny Gargano. For whatever reason, they decide to ask Gargano for a medical update on Matt Riddle. And Gargano goes, hold on, let me take on my take off my fucking stethoscope, and then I'll tell you that Riddle's going to be just fine. Um, that was sort of weird and awkward. Uh, he then announces, because I guess, you know, he must have just tweeted William Regal, uh, he announces <laughs> that he will take on and defend the title against Adam Cole at TakeOver one more time, because Adam Cole is on the... Spew Ted. Anyway. <laughs> I'll give you it. Okay. <laughs> so we could, uh, anything to say on this segment, Ginger? Um, I, not really. Okay. I mean, just, just the, the only thing is she could have walked over, but I guess she had walked around because she was in every segment already, so she didn't feel like walking over to Matt Riddle and discussing it with him. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano is updating on Matt Riddle's condition. <laughs> when he's right there. NXT head trainer, Matt Riddle. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, out next, Vanessa Bourne comes out, and instantly I become angry as the cameraman goes to a close-up of Vanessa, which is never a bad thing, but does it in the process of Aaliyah's hip swivel, and I miss that shit on camera, and <laughs> fuck that director. Uh... <laughs> Shit happens. Clearly that guy doesn't know where the money is. He's never heard of that. I mean, come on. Jesus. I mean, I I didn't mind what Vanessa Bourne was wearing. It was almost like a... a, Oh, no, no. no. I got a note on that later. Don't worry about that. Don't you worry about that. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, (laughs) Anyway, speaking of what people are wearing, Aaliyah is wearing a backpack to the ring. (laughs) Foreign objects, maybe? I, I, I don't know. This is weird. Uh, next out, Jesse Alaban, who you may have seen in the Mae Young Classic or in the Rundown Wrestling's Hottest WWE Women Tournament. He's a favorite of retrosexual Anthony Green, if you'll recall, listening to the Wackatology special. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not doing her nerdy girl gimmick, though, that she sort of got over uh, on local NXT house shows. Okay, so when the music hit and I saw the um, the video playing, or just the Jesse... Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't much of a video, I just said Jesse. <laughs> just Jesse bouncing around everywhere. I immediately, for some reason, got thrown back. It, it almost reminded me of like a Saved by the Bell-esque gimmick. Yeah, I so I was that. expecting like a nerdy chick to walk out, yeah. and then she walked out, I was like... That was not what I was expecting. Yeah, no, Nerdy Chick is sort of her gimmick. What she was doing here was sort of very Candice LeRae-like. I'm a little surprised yep. they had they had that and didn't so do something to distinguish her, unless at some point they're going to team them up against these two. I don't know, but it, it was first thing that popped in my head was her gear to her presentation. It was very Candice LeRae-like. Yep. Um, A.K.A. that blonde girl that used to hang out with Joey Ryan. Um, for, for her being the Elite fans. Um Aaliyah slaps Jesse behind the referee's back, and Bourne drives her ass into Jesse's face. And <laughs> she rubbed I, her. I ass would on take her that face. bump all day. Uh, all day. Twice on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> yeah. 
speaking of Vanessa, you made reference to her outfit. Uh, as as she continues to pound away in the corner, you notice that Vanessa's outfit from the back shows some side boob, and I yeah. approve. I approve. I, the, ginger approved right there. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a little surprised Hunter approved, but... <laughs> Actually, you know, are you familiar with the story behind Vanessa Bourne? I am not. Okay, so her NXT debut with this sort of character that she's doing now, uh, she came out like full dominatrix gear and like spanking herself with a whip and shit, I guess. Like one of those, Okay. Uh, yeah, and they made her go to the back and redo the whole thing because she went too far over the top <laughs> with it. Oh my god. So she had the same outfit, but like the dominatrix outfit, but didn't sort of play into the character. She just all. had to tone it down a bit. Yeah, it was just very weird at that point. It's like, well, she's dressed like a dominatrix, but just wrestling like any other indie chick. Like, what the fuck? Um, so, so they've definitely allowed her to sex it up a little bit now, which is, again, approved. <laughs> um, Jesse tried for some, some quick fluke roll-ups, uh, didn't really work. Vanessa hit a finisher I don't think I've ever seen before, which... Uh, really? I, yeah, it was sort of like this weird reverse running neck breaker. I don't... I, I believe that's like a, uh, I, I want to say the name of it is like... A whirlwind or a tilt a whirl or something along those lines. I've seen it before, okay. but so I don't. I, I, I like may it. have. I may have seen it and just not remembered it, but yep. it certainly stood out to me. I'm holy shit! I've never seen. I don't remember seeing that before. Uh, but yeah, Vanessa secures the win. Uh, not, much, not much. Absolutely there. amazing pin. <laughs> All right. So your thoughts on this match, Ginger? <laughs> um, first things first. Vanessa Bourne's outfit. Mwah, very nice. <laughs> Um, I didn't realize how tall Jessie was until she stood next to Vanessa Bourne. I was like, whoa, yeah. she is tall. Um, but as for the match, uh, I really enjoyed Vanessa Bourne's forearms in the corner. Yeah. Looked like they were really good shots to yep. the face. Definitely um, them in a little bit. And then uh, right after that, I mean, it was just a choke on the ropes and stuff, and then the slots of the face. And then I really enjoyed the fact that Vanessa Bourne rubbed her ass on her face. <laughs> That's always fun. And then, uh, yeah, the finisher, I enjoyed the, uh, definitely enjoyed that finishing move. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right, we are set. Our main event is next. Street Profits out. And the first thing that pops into my head as I'm watching this is, I wonder how much they sell red Solo cups for at the, at the most. Jesus, I'm guessing five bucks. Five bucks first. You could buy, like, a 32-pack <laughs> of red Solo cups for, like, for two, two bucks. <laughs> I'm not getting five for one. That that's fucking merch machine right there. Y'all y'all hey. shit on WWE for over merchandising, but sometimes they do shit. The, the right crowd's way. fucking filled with them, so yeah, very very smart on their part. Unless one dude buys like the thirty two pack and just starts and then just hands them out. <laughs> I'd be that fucking guy. I'll write a little SP on the cup with a black sharpie. Look at them fucking. I got my merch going. All right. <laughs> uh, so this is where I took the note that uh, this these guys are just really over with the crowd. Like uh, this was not a reaction to the war raider. This was just the crowd genuinely liking these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And in the beginning of this match, you find out exactly why people are starting to really enjoy these two in matches. Yeah. Absolutely. We got the Viking Raiders come out for what may very well be their last match in NXT. Uh, they come out with the belts. I'm sorry. Did I call them? Okay, the Viking Raiders. I got to get used to saying that. Yeah. Uh, still not still not used to that yet. 
Uh, so they come out. The crowd is chanting war, which really doesn't make any sense anymore to get, to get the crowd to chant war. I don't know. It's that NXT crowd, so... They're still trying to get him to do it on the main roster, too, though. It doesn't make any sense, I guess, but whatever. Anyway, uh, I noticed at this point they were getting some distinctive boos from the crowd. Yes. Uh, I don't know if this was the you guys are leaving, fuck you, if the, if it was the you guys are... That's going to be what it is. It could be. I mean, they're also playing heels on the main roster, really. So who knows? I don't know. But yeah. in any event, uh, this match starts off really fucking quick as Roe drop kicks Dawkins into the corner, and then hits the judo toss knee strike combo onto Ford. Uh, I thought this was going to be really quick. The Raiders go for, it used to be the Thor's hammer, I think now it's the Viking experience, on Ford, but Dawkins breaks it up with a spear. Great fucking spot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, hot start. Loved it. Uh, you kind of had a feeling it was going to start like this. Yeah. Um, similar to their last uh, match, too. Exactly, yeah. and, and that got the crowd right into it, and this definitely got them right back into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ford hits an insane frog splash. The height he got on that thing. Holy shit. He literally almost went out of frame because yeah. he jumped so high. Yeah. I was I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this guy has all the makings to be a star. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it led to a very good near fall. The crowd bit on it. Yep. Um, tremendous, tremendous uh, um, exchange there by the Street Profits. And just as this match is really, you're really fucking getting into this, the Forgotten Sons come running out, referee throws the match out, Birch and Lorcan run out, because reasons, I guess. Um, well, a couple weeks ago, they ran out and saved, um, oh, what the hell is his name? He's going back and forth between 205 and... Oh, Korea. Yes. So that, that kind of ties in, but if you're going to do it, do it every week. Yeah, I guess, but... In any event, the whole thing ends with a giant uh, fucking brawl. Um, the Raiders eventually clean house. The Prophets hit their finish on the Raiders. Dawkins counts the three, and they run out like they just <laughs> champions, I guess, which was sort of a heel move. I was a little surprised as po- over as they were, they finished it with that spot. But Yeah, well, I mean, it's the match is thrown out, so, you know, why, why stay out there? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Lorcan is thrown over the top rope onto everybody else. The Raiders hit the Viking experience on Blake. <laughs> Murdered. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, good on them because I'm not a huge fan. Yep. But, yeah. uh, Raiders then leave the belts in the ring, take a bow, and we go off the air. I know you were a little bit fired up about this main event, Ginger, so have at it. Oh my god, it was so disappointing. Like, oh, I shouldn't say the whole thing was disappointing. From the beginning to where the bell rang, that match had the potential to possibly be a match of the year because it had me hooked in the first three seconds of that match. Yep, great start. Amazing start. And they fucking ruin it with the sun, the forgotten sons. You know what we want to do? We want to forget them. That's the issue. <laughs> Uh, lots of go away on this episode. Go away, man. Um, uh, I, to your point, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, kind of out of randomness, but I kind of see where they're going with this. Um, I really enjoyed the LOD style blockbuster. Jesus, that's a big move. Yeah, that is that is some serious damage right there. Um, 
And then um, Oni and Birch take the punishment. Rannis, Raiders stand tall, yeah. drop the belts, and take the bow. And coming off of this, you, you certainly would have to, obviously nothing made officially, you'd certainly have to expect some sort of multi-team match for the vacant yeah. titles at TakeOver. I I would pull the trigger and put them on the profits right now with the kind of reactions they're getting and the kind of yeah. performance they're giving you in the ring. I think that could be a team you can build around, at least at the NXT level. I don't know how it will translate to the main roster, but we'll see. Okay, um, or do you make them chase it for a little bit? Not very long. Maybe like a show or two. Or a ta- maybe like a... Uh, how many shows is it between takeovers? Usually it's like... Th- um, but six, yeah, eight weeks? Six to eight, yeah. Okay, so do that. Make them chase them. So Make them chase them a little on, bit. on somebody to have them drop it right away, though? Yes, okay. the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> just to ju- just to have just just to give the Street Profits a little more to see if uh, people are going to stay behind them, um, or fuck it, just throw them on there. I think this is going to lead to um, a. Oops, go ahead. Don't, don't be shocked if we see some combination of undisputed era get involved here too. Of course, they are former tag champs and. You know, while, I, while Cole's doing his thing and sort of off with Roddy, we don't really have a lot for Fish and O'Reilly, and this would be a spot to get them on a takeover. Yeah, that's true. When is the next takeover? Well, did they set a date for that I yet? I think it's two or three weeks. June 1st. Okay, so, yeah, three weeks. So, okay. Um, yeah, a lot can happen in the matter of three weeks. So, yeah. I mean, I could see that. And if that does happen, I see a four-team ladder match. It could very well be. All right, we will have to wait and see. But mm-hmm. overall, of course, this is not one of the greatest episodes of NXT of all time. Um, there was some, like, again, the, we didn't like the finish, but go back and watch just the opening of the main event because it was, like Ginger said, a great three minutes of fucking really hard-hitting, fast-paced action between mm-hmm. the two teams and some spectacular, spectacular spots. Uh, again, check out the second half of the match between... Uh, Kushida and Kona Reeves, because that was impressive. Uh, and check the fuck out Vanessa Bourne's outfit. Absolutely. <laughs> but I guess uh, unless Ginger, you got nothing else. To, unless you get something else to say. Uh, no, not really. I mean, like you said, the really the only thing worth going to watch is the uh, three minute tag team title match. All right. Well. We uh, want to certainly remind you, go to rundownwrestling.com. As you listen to this, it is probably Thursday morning-ish. Voting closes in the championship round of our hottest women's tournament at 3 p.m. Central Time. It is Peyton Royce versus the goddess Alexa Bliss in perhaps the hardest matchup to decide, no pun intended, in this tournament. Ginger, who do you have going into this final? This is tough, but I'm 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 sticking with the goddess Alexa all right. Bliss. All right, I'm Peyton. I'm Team Peyton all the way. <sighs> something about her. Maybe it's the accent. I don't know. Pushes me over the top. Anyway, so go vote for that. Uh, votes are well over a thousand votes at this point, so we are doing very well there. We want to thank all the fans for the voting for the entire tournament, supporting us and the Rundown Wrestling Network on a regular basis. So much content being shoved in your ear holes every week, and we appreciate all the interaction we are getting. Again, go check out the Ladies' Night Special as we gear up for our hottest guy tournament in WWE because we are equal opportunity. But 
With all that, Ginger and I will be back tomorrow night on the flagship show. I believe Sal might be joining us as well as Troy, hopefully, since the Bucks won't be playing tomorrow. So, until then, for Ginger, this is Jason, and we will NXT you next week. Bye.